Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. This is week 30 of 2023. Pam is going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, July the 24th. And then I will be back with our meditation, literally, at the end of the month. And uh, we are activespirituality.life. Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli here every week, hopefully providing some very useful information and some deep meditation for you. Check out our website and maybe drop us a line let us know how you're doing, what you think of our program, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, Pam, what's ahead? Okay, my first mention or thing to bring up at this point is last week I talked about how Venus went retrograde over the weekend, Chiron went retrograde, and the other thing that I um, can't remember if I touched on or not, but we did this nodal shift. So the nodes are points in space that run on the ecliptic, and they basically shift from our perspective based on how eclipses happen So in the course of the coming months. So they have moved into late degree Aries and Libra, and which means they are in square to that late degree uh, Pluto in Capricorn, as it's kind of saying it's very slow, arduous goodbye to Capricorn before it lands uh, firmly into Aquarius. And this is a process. This is absolutely a process. But one thing I think is of note with the nodal shift is that Libra is the opposite signs ideally teach one about the other. There's this mirroring that goes on. So Aries is the I am energy. It's about uh, what I want, where I'm focused on. It's the, the baby energy that sees itself as the center of the universe. And healthy babies get that. Um, healthy emotional babies get that. Um, ones that are more challenged, of course, do not get all that love and affection and focus that they require as being a beam of light that's been born into this planet. 
the opposite sign is Libra. And the Libra is, I want to know what you think. Not because I don't know what I think, but because I become more dimensional or get more of a way of viewing the earth and the world around me by knowing the other. So there's this attraction that happens often between Aries and Libras, not always romantic, but this sense of how do you do life the way you do life? So when we're in the nodal axis experience, basically what's happening is we're being encouraged to work the muscle that maybe is not as strong. So for some of us, um, perhaps that Aries, this is what I want to do, I'm leading, don't look back sort of energy is very comfortable. And so with the nodal access information, what's happening is there's a, there's a stretch that's required for that uh, pioneer, independent, self-oriented person to work with the other in some way. Perhaps it's a relationship that needs to be better understood because it's been taken for granted or seen as being always there or not something that really required much work. And this is intensified because of the Pluto square, which is basically saying, you must do this now. You can't ignore it anymore. It's going to keep coming up and being an issue. The opposite piece of that is the Libra, the person who's very comfortable saying, I don't really care what, you know, wine we order. What would you like? It doesn't matter to me what movie we're going to see. What do you want to see? Because then there's more of a leaning into this sense that this is what I want to do. What I want to do is important and has equal weight. And it's not that the Libra energy or the person who's more oriented to mediate and uh, compromise is less of a individual expression person. But the emphasis at this point in time is to look at if that's what you always do. This is a period of really declaring what you want, what is important to you. And if that's not a comfortable space for you to be, why is that? So anyway, that's a little intro. This is going to be going on for months. But as we first push into it, especially since uh, we had the new moon last week, we are unfolding into greater awareness of this. And just to tell a quick little story, a friend called me right after the new moon and said, I'm having this issue with this woman who kind of I'm very peripheral with for a couple of years. And suddenly she's kind of love bombing me. She wants to see me all the time. She wants to know what I'm doing. And 
my friend said, I'm not really into it. You know, I, I thought we were just going to spend time together. And now this woman wants to insinuate her way into our evening. And so it's about boundaries. Um, my Libra friend has to learn boundaries and what she wants to do. So anyway, that's a little information to think about for the next few weeks. So on the 24th, the reason I'm emphasizing this is the moon is in Libra. It's in Libra through uh, the morning of Tuesday. And so what's happening is we may really be feeling this push one way or the other, depending on where it falls. I think the other piece that really uh, opens what may be a wound for some of us in these areas, either uh, individual declaration of what I want to do or let me seek or find how to relate better to the other. What is it I've been missing in really dimensionally knowing that way of um, an egalitarian reciproc reciprocity relationship? And so one or the other may be for specific ones of us over the next few months, really feeling it acutely because Chiron, which went retrograde, is in the sign of Aries. So it is really asking us to work on what piece of our ability to go forth and express ourselves in that declaration of personal libido, um, what is it that perhaps is not unfolding or able to be recognized as much as we would like within relationship and also within ourselves? So Monday may be kind of a prickly day for some of us. And if you're feeling totally fine and within your groove, you may notice people, someone around you is not doing totally okay. Depending on what's going on, this may come to a head the morning of Tuesday the 25th, or that discomfort feeling can pass, one or the other, depending on if something's going on for you specific to this. But the shorthand thing to say is that because Venus is retrograde over Monday into Tuesday morning, just be very, take your time, really chew on anything contractual, anything that has to do with agreements at this point in time, because it's important to find out what maybe under the surface that hasn't come up yet. So the moon is void, of course, from 11.05 a.m. until 12.55 p.m. on Tuesday, the 25th Eastern time. And what this means is it's a really good time to sort of chill, um, take a lunch, uh, organize, put things in place. Don't do anything that's initiating at this point in time because the odds are it's not going to come together. That's the general wisdom of the void, of course, moon. It's better to work on things already in motion or to 
take five. So the moon enters Scorpio at 12.55 p.m. And now we're in a really juicy period. Uh, I mean, that afternoon, Wednesday the 26th into Thursday the 27th, these look like days to me where a lot of deep work can get done. Things therapeutic, things that have to do with research, uh, digging into finances, uh, digging into how to structurally make something happen. Just really, really rich to explore, especially with the retrogrades going on now. It requires us to be acutely aware of the things that are not said and how do we really understand and get to that point. It has to do with listening. It has to do with taking time. It has to do with reflection. And so these days, this period is, I would say, just give yourself that, that space to allow the unfolding to occur. And you can pull up some real jewels. It's a time when basically we're mining for the jewels, when we're looking for something we sense is there, but it has not yet been unearthed. On Thursday, the 27th, the early evening is especially rich for reaching out, for connecting, for making those, those almost synapse connections that just are like boom, 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 very revelatory and not necessarily articulate. It unfolds. So at 6.36 p.m., the moon goes void, of course, and it's void for a couple of hours. It enters Sagittarius at 8.24 p.m., and this is when, I mean, I just see this as real playtime. Moon and Sag is fiery, it's mutable, it wants to, it's curious, it's inspired, uh, get outside, dance, talk to people. It's later in the evening, Eastern time. So if you're not really a night person, maybe you're not going to go out and hear that jazz band. But it just looks like a very um, happy to be exuberant, inspired evening to me, especially coming off if you did all the hard um you know, deep research work the the last couple of days. It's like, oh, okay, now it's time to kick back and and just just relax into things that I really love to do. <clears throat> J- uh, July twenty eighth, Friday, that Sag Moon is still cooking along, and this opens up a wonderful weekend for uh, make sure you know if you're going somewhere. I would say the night before Thursday night, make sure you have your bag packed and you figured out everything you're bringing, because if you're suddenly up and about in the morning, you may have forgotten something. And it's just good to make sure everything's in place before you you sort of bust out and get moving. 
The only thing that I would mention about Friday is that in the afternoon, some people's tempers may be short. And what this looks like energetically is it's a sense of I want to move forward, I want to go, I want to say something, I want to um, have something happen. And so the frustration level can be very high if things are not unfolding as someone would like. So be sensitive to that. If it's happening to you, just realize this is a transit. It's going to pass. By the early evening, you should be free and clear. And that when we are feeling frustration or something coming up, uh, I always like to remind myself that anger is the catalyst and we can decide decide what we're doing with that catalytic energy, we can blow up or we can uh, note it and say, okay, something is moving inside of me and bringing something up. And what do I do with it that's creative and actually is utilizing that, that chi, that libido, that Mars energy in a way that's constructive and not destructive. And so uh, if you are feeling frustrated, and I, I have a very strong Mars, so I've had to work with this all my life. Um, so for instance, a, a classic example would be that I am in transit somewhere and there's nothing I can do about what's going on. And I may very well be late or miss something. And I've learned over time that the most constructive thing I can do with that is to focus on the energy inside of me and get control of my breath and just use it like I'm working a bellows, like I'm, I'm not trying to dampen the fire, but I'm saying, okay, so something else is clearly going to happen and I want to have the energy to take action or uh, navigate or do whatever I segue I need to do to work this with grace instead of feeling like I've got something that's going to explode inside of me. So that's just, <laughs> that's what it might look like for me. I hope it doesn't look like that for you, but it's just, it's always better to work with that, not deny it, to work with it and think, okay, what do I do with that that's creative and not imploding or going to burst out or say something that I'll regret or that isn't helpful to anyone in this situation? So on Saturday, so once we get past that and we're in the early evening, as I said, we're done with that Moon-Mars square, and it should be a lively uh, enjoyable evening with potentially a lot going on. The only uh, the only piece I would say here is when there's so many offerings at the buffet, it's usually best to take small portions of everything or just limit yourself to the things you really love, and then you can always go up for more if you've got room. 
<laughs> and the buffet is just an analogy for anything that can come up. So Saturday the 29th is the moon is still in the sign of Sag. It goes void, of course, at 7.51 p.m. Overall, a can be a really fun day. Uh, just loving to play, lots of versatility, a lot going on. And once again, when we get into the evening, especially early evening, it, it can be uh, almost a little confusing. Like just if the day has been very full, it's like, oh, okay, so now what? And how do we keep the momentum? And I think one of the best things to do is dance. Um, I would be a little limiting of any self-medication. It's just kind of until until we get past that point. When I say self-medication, I'm also talking about having a few drinks, um, which not everybody recognizes as being self-medication. But if you can get past into sort of once we get to eight o'clock, then you're in a, an envelope of time that when you may better understand what is happening. Because in other words, what I'm trying to say is sometimes looking at transits, if we say, oh, okay, um, yeah, I'll have another beer or blah, blah, blah. You don't really necessarily know what's going on energetically you're just kind of in the zone of play and part of what happens especially with what's here a neptune picture is that you may it may be better if you just sit for a while with that first beer and then go to a water or something while you're just settling into the high because you're in a place that doesn't necessarily need more. And that can be, gee, I'll just have a tonic and lime. I don't really need anything because you probably won't, honestly, <laughs> with that picture that I'm looking at. So <clears throat> when the moon goes void, of course, at 7.51 p.m., now we're in just Sag, void moon, we just want to play, we just want to dance, we just want to be curious, We, and that's all really good. Once again, everything's open-ended, don't expect anybody to complete or finish or do anything contractually solid. The moon enters Capricorn, 11.44 p.m., and this takes us out of the weekend with really nice grounded energy very deep, very reflective, reminiscent of when I was talking about what was going on uh, uh, afternoon of Tuesday through Thursday. Um, it's just, we can really deepen into groundedness, sense of connection, uh, what we really value and care about. And it's a nice way to land before we get into the next week. And now I turn it over to Susie. The landing zone. I like the landing mm -hmm. zone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I invite everyone for our little 10 minutes of meditation and uh, picking up a little bit on what Pam was talking about, about boundaries. 
and I'm seeing boundaries coming up a lot in my private work with clients and also in my um, NGO work at the United Nations with boundaries and it's a big topic whether we're looking at it politically, personally, privately. So let's do a little meditation now on selflessness and the self. So as we close our eyes and take a few deeper breaths, just allowing ourselves to come into a place of peace, a place of contemplation, And just feel yourself arriving a little bit deeper than where we normally are during the day, which is for most of us running around and getting our list done and doing this and doing that. So just take a moment to just go deeper. And in that deepness, we might actually find just a little bit more insight, a little bit more awareness, a little bit more sense of ourself. And what is that self? And perhaps we have found that during our last few days, during the last few weeks, months, years, maybe during our whole life, we start to really question the self and look at the self, maybe feeling perhaps sometimes that we are not recognised not seen, perhaps feeling left out or not cared for. Just notice if any of those feelings come up for you or have come up. Perhaps feeling that you've been doing some uh, things for people and you are having an expectation of recognition or even just of a thank you, of a gratitude, or you start to compare yourself with others, like I'm doing all of this and what are you doing? So just notice where you place yourself in your family or in your relationships and your friendships, perhaps also very much in your place of work. And just notice how does that self, that self, that I, that me, that you, how does how does that being feel? Are you maybe completely invisible or maybe just visible sometimes selectively 
Just notice how you feel in yourself. Notice what is your, your boundary. Do you have a great big wall up around you? Do not come near me. Do not come near me. Don't touch me. Don't hurt me. Do you have a huge, thick wall of concrete or stainless steel? Or do you have more of a healthy wall where some things get through, others don't, and you're in charge? Are you completely porous? Just notice what you would imagine that what what would you visualize the boundary between what is me, what is the self, what is the I, and what is the world? Is there a boundary? Do you have a set of rules, some concepts that guide your interactions with the world around you? Do you have a lot of experience that that is basically letting you know what your boundary is? Is it perhaps something that is automatic? Something that is coming from your deep instincts? Is it something that is coming perhaps from Years and years of drama, trauma, fear, pain. Just have a little look at the material of that boundary. The colour, the transparency, the thickness, the events that have built up to this boundary or existence of perhaps a non-boundary. And just for a few moments, no matter what our experience is from the past, let's just for a few moments experience having no boundary. That I am completely, intricately connected to all that is. That there is no definition, there is no point of boundary. There is nothing between me and the infinite universe. Just for a few moments, experience being unbounded, having no boundaries at all, nothing informing you, no past, No future, only the present moment where you are completely boundless and where you reach out infinitely in all directions, connecting with everything that is, connecting to without judgment, without comparison, without any concepts just energetically reaching out and being a part of all that is. Imagine yourself standing on top of a very high mountain and in all directions you see beautiful 
landscapes, trees, nature. You see the sky. In all directions, there is beautiful nature, clear, all the way that you can see. And you are a part of all of this, unbounded and free. And as we feel this, feel the energy in the heart center, feel the energy in your being, feel the energy of freedom, not being directed by any kind of thought, no action, just complete freedom. And from this place now, feel the unconditional love in your heart, your heart open with no expectations, your heart open with no kind of prejudice from the past, just purely open. From this place, we gently open our eyes, take a few breaths, and arrive here in this present moment anew, Without anything from our past, we arrive anew. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam, and we will speak with you again next week. Lots of love. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.